Kindly open your Bible with me please in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We are reading verses 13 to 16. Kindly rise this time as we give reverence to the word of God. Hebrews 11 verses 13 up to 16. <clears throat> Hebrews 11, 13 to 16. This all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is in heaven. For God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he had prepared for them a city. Let us pray, Heavenly Father, tonight, thank you for the word of God. And we never, Lord, <clears throat> cease to express our appreciation to Thee for always giving us the chance to worship, to serve, and to listen to Thy precious words. I pray, dear Father, that our spiritual needs will be met right now. And not only us here in in the congregation, but Lord, we pray for our brethren who are watching us also in their homes, that your presence, your blessing be upon them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen <clears throat> and amen. Kindly be seated this time. I'm speaking a subject entitled, Looking Forward to Our Heavenly Home. Looking Forward to Our Heavenly home. In verse 13 it says, this all died in faith. This all died in faith. Hebrews 11 has been called the faith chapter. The faith chapter. It lists many of the biblical heroes of faith. And it shows what living faith looks like and what it will produce. In verse number 1, we find the definition of faith. Now, faith is the substance. Just our as our physical eyesight is the sense that gives us evidence of the material world. Faith is the sense, ang salabutan, that gives us evidence of the invisible spiritual world. Physical eyesight produces a conviction or evidence of visible things. Faith is the organ which enables people to see the invisible. And uh, it says there, of things hoped for. 
of things. In verse number one, it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you have the substance before you, or if you can see it, there is no use for faith. Faith is needed for what we can't see and what we can't touch. Faith is the substance, the evidence. You see, faith is not a bare belief or intellectual understanding. It is a willingness to trust. Uh, it is a willingness to rely on and to cling to. Let me repeat. Faith is a willingness to trust in, to rely on, and to cling to. This all, verse number 13, this all died in faith, not having received the promise. You see, the promise of the Messiah was made to Abraham, particularly and Sarah, and they believed the promise. They believed the promise, yet they died. This all died in faith. They have the promise of the Messiah, they believe it, and yet they died, having never received it, only seeing it in faith. Having seen them afar off, it says. Now, that, that simply means they were willing to look at and consider the promise of God, even though the fulfillment seems so far away. They embrace it. And they were persuaded of them, the Bible says, carefully considering the promise, assured that the promise was valid because God made the promise. They believe it because of, uh, the promise was made by God himself. And then it says, and embrace them. <clears throat> embrace them. That simply means taking the promise and embracing it in faith. Abraham and Sarah probably thought many times a day about the Son of God promised to them. And uh, this many times they embraced the promise. Every time they had the chance to, to look at the promise of God and claim the promise of God, they just embraced God's promise. And confessed, the Bible says, that there were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Abraham and Sarah always took the promise with the understanding that this world was not their home. This world is not their home. They knew that God had a better and a more enduring home for them in heaven. In John 14 verses 1 to 3, Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And then it says also here, not having received the promises. If these examples of faith, just look at this. If these great examples of faith endured to difficulty and discouragement without having received the promise, then we who have received the promise today have even more reason for endurance. And uh, all this all died in faith. They did not need to seek faith on their deathbed. They died in faith. Though they did have faith, they, they did also die 
We do not have faith to escape death, but to die in faith. These all died in faith. They never went beyond faith and grew beyond simple dependence on God. Simply, they, they depended on God. All of them died in faith. They never be, went below faith or lost faith. All this up to the end of their life here on earth. All this died in faith. You know what Paul says? I am ready to be offered. And my departure is at hand. Paul says, I have, I have, I, and said, uh, I have fought a good fight. I have kept. Up to the last moment of his life, he says, I have kept the faith. These all died in faith. And look at verse 14, Hebrews 11, 14. And uh, there's, there's a thought here that we need to see. These, they all seek a country. And then sir, for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. They also desire a better country. That is the heavenly. Yes, we have a home in heaven. We have a home. We walk by faith and not by sight. And we are confident, I say, Paul says, and rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Living by faith... It's easier when, when we remember that this world is not our home. This world is not our home. It is easier when we remember that on this side of eternity, not everything is settled. And not every wrong is righted. That is why they seek a country, a better and a heavenly city. They look forward to seeing their home, our heavenly home. Our text today teaches us, number one, that we who live and die according to faith are strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Look at verse 13, please, up to verse number 15. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims what? There were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. There were aliens on the earth. For they that such, say such things declare plainly that they seek, <clears throat> they seek a country. And truly if they have been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have had the opportunity to have returned. People, they constantly met people coming from where they came from. And probably told him about the improvements and the developments of their former place. They could have had the opportunity to say, well, let's go back there. Let's go back to Ur of Chaldees. And, but they stayed. They stayed. These men of faith confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims, meaning exiles on the earth. This refers to Abraham telling the sons of Heth, remember when Zara died, he went to the sons of Het and he sought to buy a burying site, a burying place for his wife Sarah. In Genesis 23 verse 4, Abraham says, I am a stranger. In spite of the fact that God has promised him that land. You know what he says? I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Can you imagine? I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. 
Give me a possession for a burying place with you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. When Jacob, remember old Jacob near the end of his life, when he met Pharaoh in Egypt, twice he referred to his life as a uh, sojourn, as a journey. In Genesis 47 verse number 9, Genesis 47 verse number 9, Jacob said unto Pharaoh, the days of the years of my pilgrimage, he says, are an hundred and thirty years. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been, and have not obtained unto the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. Twice, he says. Twice. They willingly confessed that they were aliens, they were pilgrims and strangers in this present world. This is not our home. We have a home in heaven. Amen. We have a home in heaven. In our text, we notice three things in relation to this pilgrim's life. Number one, as strangers and pilgrims on earth, they have seen and welcomed God's promise from a distance. Yes, from a distance. There are four things we must observe here. We must see God's promises Number one, before we can believe in them. We must, number one, notice this, see God's promises before we can, we can believe in them. We must see them before we can, before we can believe them. God, God must open our spiritual blind eyes. We cannot see them. We're, not, we're unable to see them. Look at Matthew 13, verse 13, please, in your Bible. Let me read the real condition of our life before we were saved. In Matthew 13, look at verse number 13 up to verse 15. This I speak I to them in parables, because they seeing not see, hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. Which saith, by hearing he shall hear, he shall not understand, and seeing he shall not see, and shall not perceive. But this people's heart is waxed, gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted that I should heal them. That is our condition. We are spiritually blind. God has to open our spiritual blind eyes before we can see. So remember, we must see the promises before we can embrace them, before we can believe them. But the problem is we are unable to see because of our spiritual blindness. As Paul explains in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, look at verse number 4 and, and verse number 6. Open your Bible there, please, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. In whom the God of this world, that Satan, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God has to open 
our spiritual blind eyes before we can see before we can be you know we must first of all see before we can embrace before we can take God's promise we must see it and so God has to open our understanding our blind eyes faith which is the gift of God in the book of Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9 enables us to prove the things not seen Hebrews 11 verse 1 by bringing them into our present experience in this way Abraham rejoiced to see Abraham because of faith he saw it Abraham rejoiced to see Jesus' day he saw it and was glad he was able to see it he embraced it because he saw it and he was glad Acts other John 8.56 you will not embrace God's promise unless you see it but you will not see it unless God opens your understanding a personal relationship with God begins when he opens your eyes to see his promise in Jesus Christ that whosoever believeth in him have everlasting life should not perish but have everlasting life John chapter 3 and verse 16 if you have never seen this I I, I suggest read the book of, of, of John the gospel of John with a prayer Lord open my eyes open my eyes to see the glory of Jesus Christ that I might see I might see the word of God is like a light. It can open the Holy Spirit is like a light. It can open our understanding. So we must see before we embrace the word of God. The promise of God. Number two, we must welcome God's promise. Look at verse 13 going back to our text please in, in Hebrews chapter 11. And look at verse number 13. And and Hebrews 11 verse number 13. There it says in verse number 13. This all died in faith not having received the promise. But seen them afar off. How do you see? God has to open your understanding. And were persuaded of them. We're having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them. And embraced them. Having seen God's promise they welcomed them. They welcomed them. They greeted God's promise with an open arms. They brought God's promises into their lives as gladly as they welcome a guest into their tents, into their homes. I ask you this morning, this evening, I, say, I should say, have you done that? Have you welcomed Jesus into your life as a Savior and Lord? But as many as received Him, to them gave Him power to become the sons of God. John 1.12 to them, but as many as received him, to them gave the power to become the sons, even to them that believe on his name. Behold, I stand, Revelation 3 verse 20, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will stop with him and he with me. Number three, we can see and welcome the promises from a distance. What does this mean? This all died in faith, not underlined that not having received the promises. But wait a minute. Hebrews 6:15 says, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Is there not a contradiction there? 
having not received the promise. But Hebrews 6.15 says, And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Hebrews 11 verse 17, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, opened up Isaac, and he that had received the promises, opened up his only begotten son. Here's a question. Now it seems I'm seeing some contradictory uh, statements there in the Bible. No at all. No, none at all. You see, question is, in what sense did he not receive the promise? Or receive them from uh, at a distance? You know, the author means, which I believe the Apostle Paul, that the patriarchs did not receive the total fulfillment of God's promise in this life. The whole thing. They only receive a taste of them. Nakatilao lang sila sa promise ginoo. But not the whole thing. Abraham and Sarah finally received a promise of a son in Isaac. But Abraham died with only two heirs according to the promise. When he died, he had seen two heirs according to the promise. Isaac and Jacob and then he died. But not the innumerable nation. He says, count the stars. So we'll be your descendants, Abraham. He died before that. The same is true of us believers today. God has promised us eternal life. Yes, we have eternal life. And yet, like the patriarchs, we all die. Unless, of course, if we're alive when the Lord returns. The world, look at this, make fun. They scope at the uh, at an epitome that they, they see like Hebrews 11, 13. All this died in faith. All this died in faith. Yes. Yes, we still die. Yes, we still die. Basig, masipyat o sasatuwa maigog coronavirus. We still die. But we do not die confused. But we do not die without hope. Paul says that you sorrow not even as others or the pagan which have no hope. All this died. Yes, we still die. But we do not die overshadowed with grief and despair like the lost people without hope. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18, Paul wrote to them and said, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Those who died in Jesus, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Do not, do not, we do not sorrow like the people we had without hope, the pagans without hope. In First Thessalonians, let me let me share with you chapter four, beginning from verse number thirteen to verse number eighteen in your Bible, please. First Thessalonians four, verse number thirteen. I almost memorized this passage. Halos kada simana na funeral service. This week, funeral service again. The other day, funeral service. Kanotice ba mo di sa tuwa? Sikrito lang. Pag nai mamatay, mga munggit, upat ka po, usa mundang. Doon ay duhar, kisa kayo musunod. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. To make it short, 
we find comfort. Five things a source of comfort in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 to 18. Number one, look at verse 13 and verse 15. God gives us His revelation. We have the Word of God. That is what makes us different when it, when it comes to death compared to the unsaved people. Only differences though, because we have the Word of God. In chapter 4, verse number 10, verse number 13, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. Look at this in, in verse 15. For this we say unto you, by what? We have the Word of God. Thank God. Number one source of comfort when death comes to a believer is God's revelation. God's precious word. We also have number two. There are five things there. Not only the revelation of God, but the return of Christ. Christ is coming back. Look at verse 14. Verse number 14. If we believe that Jesus Christ had died and rose again, even so them also which live in Jesus, will God bring with him. But this we send to you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them unto the coming. Jesus Christ is coming. We have the hope of the rapture. Jesus says, I will come again. So first of all, we have the revelation of God's word. We have the return of Christ. And then number three, we have the resurrection of the dead in Christ. Verse 15 and verse number 16. And then not only we have the rapture, we have the revelation, we have the resurrection, and, uh, and, and uh, so, um, I mean, the return of Christ. We have the revelation of God, we have the return of Christ, we have the resurrection of the dead in Christ. Number four, we have the rapture of the living believers. Living believers shall be caught up and finally, they all start with letter R, the revelation of God's word, the return of Christ, the resurrection of the dead believers, the rapture of the living saints, and then lastly, lastly, the reunion, our eternal reunion with God. In verse number 18, says there, wherefore comfort, verse 17, then we which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. What a day of reunion. Yes, we die. They may scope at, at that uh, verse which says, all this died in faith. Yes, we die. But we do not die confused. We do not die without hope. We die with the great hope that is provided by God to us. In 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 52, Behold, I show you mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Job looked beyond what our physical eyes can see. And said, though after my skin, worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh I will see God. Yet in my flesh shall I see God. You see, seeing and embracing God's promises 
seeing and welcoming, embracing God's promises, separate us from the world. It separates us from the world. The reason what, that Abraham left his homeland in the Ur of the Chaldeans, which is located originally in one of the cities of Iraq. He migrated to Canaan. He went to Canaan. And, uh, and uh, uh, um, he was, because he welcomed God's, God's promises. If he had ignored God's promise, he would have continued living in his, in his native land where he lived with everyone else. But because he believed God and obeyed his call, he went out from his family. He went out from his friends. Actually, the first one that the first ones that will despise, Joshua 24 says that the people of Abraham were idolatrous people. They worship idols. So Abraham can't stay there. He has to live. He has a new life. He has God's purpose. The first ones that would despise our faith are our loved ones. Abraham lived as a sojourner. He lived as an alien in the land of promise, in a strange or foreign land, dwelling in tabernacle or tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. In verse number 9 in our text, Hebrews 11 and the verse number 9. Hebrews 11, verse number 9. Furthermore, we have in verse number 9, it says there, in, and then by faith he sojourned the land of promise. As in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles or tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Seeing and welcoming God's promise changed the rest of Abraham's life on this earth. Because he took God's promise, he embraced God's promise, it altered, it changed his life. It changed the direction of the rest of his life. Instead of living with his people, he was different now. And the people living in Canaan, uh, for, for them, Abraham was entirely a different man. And as notice as Abraham journeyed passing the villages of Canaan, those people might have asked, who are they? Who are they? Where did they come from? Why do they look different? Why are they here? What do they want from us? And probably the conclusion, some of barangay captains of Canaan said, Oh, be careful. Be careful around them. They might, they might be a dangerous kind of people. Bantay mo ha? They are so different from the people around them. Christians, listen to this. That is what, that is what the unsaved supposed, are supposed to see and think about us. We are not part of them. We are different. Come out from among them and be separate. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 in the Bible, please. And do not be surprised because that is what we expect the unsaved people think about us. They think we are different. We are entirely different. The way we walk, the way we talk, the way we act, the way we live. Second Corinthians 6.14, it says there, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. 
For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? You know, before um, they have yoke of oxen, doon ay baka ginagamit nila magdarot, upat kabok, like, like what happened to Elisha. Usay upat kabok, magguyod og daro, and it cannot be nga butangan ni mo karabaw, kabayo, butangan ni mo ka ng elipantidri, niya pagguyuro ni mo daro, magsimbagay na sila sa, because they cannot equally yoke together with unbelievers. And the same thing with us. But today, Christians have forgotten this. It is a clear-cut word of God. The unbelievers are not supposed to are not supposed to have relationship with unbelievers. That is a clear uh, instruction from the word of God. Not me. Be not in equal yoke together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord hath light with Belial? Somebody has asked me, say, Pastor, pwede bang magninong ko sa mga believers? Sulod ko sa simbahan, sa katedral, sa San Pedro, being, an, being, being, you know, kay amigo kayo na ko. I said, I, I do not answer you because you might be offended at me. I said, I, I, you read the Bible and, and carefully I study. I said, asa makita sa Bible? <clears throat> you read 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 to verse number 19, and you will understand. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath light with Belial of the devil? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them, and walk in them, and will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be you separate. Come out from among them. You have an understanding, hard time understanding that? Read the Bible. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 2, please, in your Bible. In the book of 2 Peter <clears throat> chapter 2, and the, look at verse number 1 to verse number 3. 2 Peter 2 verse 1, But there were false prophets among the people, even there shall be false teachers among you, who shall privately shall bring in damnable heresies with, and denying the Lord that brought them and bring upon them swift destruction. Many follow their pernicious way by reason they truth shall be evil spoken of. And though and through covetous of their faint words make merchandise of you whose judgment now a long time lightened lingereth not and their damnation slumbereth. Not. First Peter chapter 4 verse 1, please. First Peter chapter, I'm reading the word of God and let you judge from the word of God. For as much then as Christ had suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself likewise with the same mind. For he that suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin. For, had, for, there, for he, for, for, that he no longer should live in the rest of his time in the flesh of the last of men, but to the will of God. When time past our life may suffice to have us wrought the will of the Gentiles. When we walk in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, rebelling, banqueting, and abominable idolatries. Pwede bang Christian makiksagol, inom-inom sa mga, mga dili Christian? 
Pwede ba makiksayaw-sayaw ka silang bailihan? Pwede ba kamuanto silang kitawag nga karaokehan? Pwede ba kamusunod silang sinihan? And uh, we say, well, not me. Now you stop and you say, well, uh, bye. Karong sunod, mga ugma ba, birthday ako. And uh, matutag ng gamay lang ka, kalingawan good. Gamay lang sayawan sa nightclub. Uban ta, amigo ba yata? Said, dili ko ba? Dili ko, amigo kay Christian man ko. Now be careful. Look at verse 4. Wherein they think it strange that ye run not with them. To the same excess of right, speaking evil of you. Bantay ka. Pag mayingong ganyan ka, no, di ka muatog bunyag, di ka muatog ka ng kasal, di ka muatog ka ng pesta, di ka muatog sayawan, di ka mayinom silang tuba, silang beer, you'll be evil spoken of. Ikaw ang dautan. Remember that. The same thing with Abraham. Those people watch Abraham as he lived. He was different. Enoch walked with God for 300 years. Every day, 300 years. He walked with God. So, Enoch, natay lakaw gumado. Asa man ta, itari ako manok. Katubang ganador na kong manok. Uban taog mahasa. Di ko kay nakoy lakaw. Asa man ka? Uban akong ginoo na may lakaw. So, Enoch, Enoch ka nang natay lakaw mahakay. Uh, naim nai tunol sa nai maabot nga kargamento nga mga syabo uban tahas di ko asa di ka i have a walk with god natela ka ugmado nenjam nindot ka ini kay nai sayo-sayo ka tong siga palong bitaw adto ta ugma ingon ni ayaw nakoy lakaw asa di ka mo lakaw i walk with god you say no you say no they begin to speak evil against you. Ikaw ang mugawas nga dautan. Pag di ka mupusta silang lasto, pag di ka mainom silang beer, ikaw ang dautan. But you continue, wherein they think it's strange when you run not with them. But you know what? Psalm 1 verse 1 and verse 2, Blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. How can two walk together Except they be agreed. Amos 3, verse number 3. I walk with God. Enoch walk with God. We strangers and pilgrims, number 2, on this earth have the opportunity to tell others about our home. Praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for that. We have the opportunity to share the word of God. I had the joy the other day. And somebody said, Pastor, kung papa nasa hospital, please talk to him. And so, to make things sure, I made, I, I got the phone number. And said, di na siya kakatingog. Ang iya masulti, ah, ah, na lang talagsa. But I was surprised. He said, Sir, this is Pastor Ingay. He said, Sir, yeah, Pastor, as if everything was normal. So, Pastor, salamat nga nagtawag ka. Nagtawag ko, sir, because I want to pray for you. But before that, I want to share some verses from the Bible. Kibalo ka, sir, kinahanglan ta masayin. 
And I explained the simple plan of salvation. Say, please follow my prayer. Mean it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive you. Lord Jesus, I receive you. Clear, loud and clear. And I was told by the children, Pastor, we were surprised that we nakasulti siya straight. He prayed the sinner's prayer and I buried him last Friday. I buried him last Friday. And what, what a joy it was to see that maski last trip nakapransit. Last trip, pero pransit. What a joy it is for us, God's people. Yes, we are waiting for our home. But while waiting to get there in that home, we have the opportunity today to share to share the message about our heavenly home. Have you shared the, 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 the good news about your home? In verse number 14, Hebrews 11, 14, For they that say such things, they just did not say it within themselves, they declare it plainly, that they seek a country. Abraham, Pakabama, Gunahuna, Ang inyong balay, mga bricks dito sa Urab Chaldis, sa Babylon, inyong balay, konkreto kayo, naaarama ka doon sa Tulda. Wa, naku, naigsa pa yan because I am seeking a home. I have a home beyond the river. I have a home, yes, beyond the river. They that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. Verse 13, they confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. This is our blessed hope. Jesus says he's going to come. Number three, look at verse 16 in our text. The place we long to go to is a better place than what we have at present. Yes, we have a home. It's a lot better than what we have at present. Now, verse 16, they desire a better country that is a heavenly Heavenly, we have a home there, a better country that is unheavenly. That is why, why is heaven better than this earth? Because Revelation 21, look at verse number 4. Revelation 21 and verse number 4, it says there, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Why is heaven better than what we have today? Better than this earth today. All these things that cause sorrow here will no longer, they no longer bother us up there. Death, no more. Sorrow, crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. There are six things we look forward to this place called heaven. Why do we look forward to this place? Number one, because in that place we will see our Heavenly Father. We will see God face to face. God says, your Father which is in heaven. When we pray, our Father which is in heaven. Our Father is in heaven. Amen. We look forward to being there because one day we will see our Father. Not only our Heavenly Father is there, 
our Savior is there. The same Jesus. The angel says. Now which is taken from you into heaven. He's in heaven. Shall so come in like manner as you have seen him. He's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus is there in heaven. And, and uh, he said, uh, focus your mind on things above. Because there is the, the, the Savior. There is where he lived. Not only our Father is in heaven. Number two, our Savior is in heaven. Number three, because our citizenship is in heaven. We are people of heaven. Maski asa kang nasod, maski unsa kagwapang nasod, you always long to be home. Kasuri-suri minimum LC sa America for one month. Daghang states na mga different states among nantuan. Pero kamil si Sigihilak, kaya nga naman, gusto na siya muuli sa Dabao. There is no place like home. There is no place like home. I've been in so many places in the Philippines, but there is no place like Dabo City. And our home is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. Number four, all of God's people are, uh, who have, uh, are there. We see all the great people of God. We will be seeing Abraham. We'll be living with Moses. We will be living with our, you know, our great favorite Bible characters like Daniel, like Elijah, like Elisha, all of the great men of God are there. After seeing Jesus, unahon ng pangita si Elijah. Ako pangitaon si Elijah. Ako pangitaon si Abraham. And you live with them forever and ever. And number five, in heaven we will be reunited with our departed loved ones and friends forever. It is so painful to lose a beloved father, a beloved mother, husband and wife, children and friends. But there will come a day when we all be raised together with them in the clouds. And number six, all the things that cause our troubles here no longer bother us up there. Sickness, no more. Pandemic, no more. The devil, no more. The demons, no more. Evil men, no more. What a day that will be. One of the things, number two, that makes heaven really a wonderful place, place for us is the fact that we know God has prepared heaven for us. Look at verse 16, please, in our text. Hebrews chapter 11. Look at verse number 16. There's a thought there. I agree with Hebrews, when you talk about heaven, Hebrews 11 verse 16, it says there in verse number 16, Now they desire a better country, that is, the heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them. Underline that. And you know, you, you will be, you'll be so, there is something you feel when somebody prepares something for you. For example, in my birthday, and there is a surprise party para si Moha. And you know the effort put into it. Maski ang imong, for example, imong parents or, or a sister or brother, halos nangungtang para lang makapalit o cake. Ang kandila, halos dili na musiga. 
Dinaginot lang yun, but you know the effort, the, the, the effort put into it. They prepared a party for you, they prepared something for you. What a surprise. You know, look into heaven. Heaven is so wonderful, beyond imagination. One thing makes that place a wonderful place because He prepared na si for you. He has prepared for them a city. If somebody makes an effort to prepare a birthday party, throw a birthday party or, or something that would surprise you, and uh, you say, well, kahilak mo kasi, surprise. Sige, blow the candle, surprise. Pagabuti mo sa langit. Beyond all the surprises, all of us will be surprised at that place. And the fact remains, kinintanan, all of this. The Lord, what a wonderful place. You made this, Lord. Yes, I did it for you. God has prepared a place for them. Just imagine. And meaning, when God prepares it, remember this, I go to prepare a place for you. Meaning, God prepared it beautiful for you to behold. And now, Revelation 21, verse 10. Revelation 21, verse number 10. It says there, I remember Dr. Magee here. Revelation 21, verse number 2. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Yung pan Dr. Magee, ako lang hula mo si Dr. Magee. I have read so many times his commentary from Revelation, from Genesis to Revelation. As if I memorized the book, many times. To the fact that, you know, when you read books and you get so acquainted with the writer, halos kinabuhi niya, sweet, amigo na kayo. Dr. Magee says, I have married so many people, but I had never seen a bride that is ugly. I always stand there and then I will say, please rise in honor to the bride, the entrance of the bride, please rise. And I would look at the, the groom. And sometimes I wonder, wonder groom? Halos din sa kaila to yung bride naman. First coating, Second coating, third coating, how to third, prepared as a bride. And Dr. Magee says, I had never seen an ugly bride. At least, primarily para sa husband to be, because no matter how you look at it, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. And here is the thought there. Heaven is like a bride prepared for her husband. Meaning to say it's beautiful. Beyond description. Beyond description. He prepared it for us. Meaning to say because he prepared it, you cannot find any defect in heaven. The fact that God made it, it's perfect. 
Number three, the, the desire that, in, that motivates us to long for heaven is faith. We seek a country. We desire. Why? Because the more we study the Bible, the more we understand how beautiful heaven must be. How beautiful heaven must be. And you know what? God who made heaven, who is the center of worship, the center of praise and adoration, one thing as I close, the God who made heaven will be proud that you are there. He's not ashamed to be called their God, to call you his people. He will say, welcome, Meshach. Uh, welcome, Ezra Fernandez. Welcome, Nathaniel Casas. My son. My son. God is not ashamed to be called their God. Verse number 16. Yes, he prepared for that. And he's not ashamed. He will declare it. Heaven is a place of glory. Heaven is a place where God himself will declare us. I want to be there. I want to be there. I long for that place. I want to see him. First of all, are you saved? If you have never received Jesus Christ, please, as we all stand, you want to be ready for heaven. If you want to go there, receive Jesus Christ. As we close our eyes and our heads, if you had never received Christ, please pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I love you, Lord. Thank you for your great love for me. Thank you for Jesus Christ who died on the cross. I now accept him as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I confess all my sins to you. Come into my heart and life. Save my soul. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. Sir Greg, please give the invitation.